Hello, everyone, and welcome to our midweek episode of The Huddle. Neil and I are going to be recapping every week six game from this past weekend, and we're going to finish with some fantasy football talk. So let's jump right into the results from week six, and we're going to start off with our Thursday night game with none other than Neil's favorite team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who did beat the Eagles 28-22, which was a little close. Neil, what were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, close is an <laughs> understatement. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was actually I was online with Travis, and, and I was so into the game, um, and I was so nervous, so I actually had to get offline. And I was watching the game, and, and uh, I was actually had this uh, – I was actually in the, my hotel room that I was staying in that night, and I was pacing back and forth uh, the entire game, which should not have happened because I was so nervous, especially the second <laughs> half, I guess. You could yeah. say the first half was pretty smooth for the Bucks. It looked like they were going to do what they've been doing to a lot of teams, which is just running that score up. And, you know, who, who knows? Maybe Brady was going to get, you know, three or four touchdowns this game. And, you know, he's going to just continue the role he was on. But, you know, in the second half, uh, the offense went stagnant. And the defense, which uh, is just getting hurt uh, every game, I think another corner goes down. Richard Sherman looks like he's going to be out yeah. for a couple weeks now. So, the Bucs are really hurting, and, and it showed. I mean, the, the, the Eagles marched away back in. I think a couple penalties got the uh, Eagles down uh, inside the red zone a couple times, and um, they were they were able to score. Uh, Jalen Hurts, I know he ran a couple in, and he, he threw one. So, um, you know, they ended up getting it. Uh, it was 28-22 to because the Eagles went for a two-point conversion to make it a six-point game, which was interesting. Uh, I think there was about maybe – Four, three minutes left on the clock when the Bucks got the ball back, and uh, you know Tom Brady did a great job of uh, marching down the field, uh, wasting clock. I think the Eagles only had like one timeout to to give because they had a couple of challenges that didn't go their way that they lost some timeouts on. So the Bucks knew that they they just managed the clock, got some first downs, they could get in the game, and that and that's what they did. They did a great job. I think it was a third and one. Uh, on the Eagles side where Brady just did a QB sneak for the first down, which sealed the deal. So good one for the Bucs. Uh, you know, I'd like to see the offense uh, click a little bit more than that. Um, but, uh, yeah, like Travis said, too close for comfort, but uh, I'll take the win. <laughs> yeah, I don't have uh, much else to add. Like you said, Tom Brady, that offense, just couldn't seem to get going in the second half. They did. I mean, they did enough to win against uh, kind of a, a struggling Eagles team. <laughs> Tough Richard Sherman. They just – their corners can't stay healthy, and it's going to be tough when you face a team with uh, a good pass offense because I think they're going to put up a lot of points, but thankfully the Bucks should be able to keep up most games because their offense is doing well. And uh, I'll touch on Jalen Hurts a little bit later. He's kind of This week he kind of made it to my good list and my bad list, so we'll, <laughs> we'll touch on that a little bit later. But good win for the Buccaneers here to start off our week. I know for Neil, it kind of just bucks win. Everything else is going to be smooth sailing for the weekend, right? Oh yeah, I mean, if they lost that <laughs> game, it, it makes a tough makes a tough for the weekend. Yeah. yeah, it was a good win, so I was happy. Yeah. Tough work day on Friday for you if they lost. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's not, it's not easy, that's for sure. There's many times when the Patriots lost the Super Bowl, and that next Monday is is not my favorite Monday. You know, not like any Monday's good, but that was, that was uh, a lot. So. <laughs> yeah, well, a tough loss. For, for me, I guess, I get my, my number two team, Miami Dolphins. I mean, what are they doing? They go to London, facing the Jaguars, and the Jaguars are like, you know what, we can't win in the U.S., so let's go to London so we can get a win. <laughs> and that's exactly what they did. They beat the Dolphins 23-20. to 20. So 
Uh, Trevor Lawrence gets his first win. I even think I heard James Robinson got his first NFL win, if you can believe that. That's crazy. Because their last win was week one of 2020, and I don't think Robinson was playing at that time yet, I believe. I think I heard. So pretty crazy first win for Trevor Lawrence, and what a disappointing game. I mean, come on. You you can't – you let the Jags win to end their 20-game losing streak, and – I thought they both played similar games, ran the ball about the same, neither team being great running the ball. They both threw the ball 40-plus times. Both QBs, uh, they looked pretty good, but neither team really looked great. It was kind of two mediocre teams just like, who wants to win? And Jaguars pulled that out. So, (laughs) yeah, tough for the Dolphins. Yeah, it was a tough day for the Dolphins. Uh, We both both picked them to win this game because we weren't trusting in the Jags yet. Well, uh, you know, now both teams are one and five, and it's it's not not a good looking future for the Dolphins. As yeah, Tua did come back, and yeah, I think for both, like you said, both guys, Tua and Trevor, I think they both had uh, some moments in the game where they made some plays. Um, but overall, you know, I think there was definitely some shaky moments, uh, and it was kind of coming down to who's going to get that ball last. And a uh, crazy stat going into this game was that the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, did not have a did not kick a field goal or make a field goal uh, uh, until uh, this game. So they hadn't made it. They hadn't made a single field goal until week six, which is kind of crazy. I don't know if that's. I don't know. That, that just defines how bad your offense is, I guess, in a way that you're you're not even like getting into field goal range sometimes. But um, they ended up kicking three field goals and made all three. So uh, they were three for three on the day today. Uh, I think I think they signed this guy. Uh, I will try to remember his name. Matthew Wright off the yeah. uh, the street, right. uh, pretty much, and he came in. And uh, I remember uh, I was watching it, and the guy kicked it. Um, I think to to tie the game, he kicked a uh, like a something yard field goal, and it it was starting. It was going right, so you can envision it. The ball's going way to the right, <laughs> and I think the announcer was like, "Nope, he missed." And all of a sudden, that ball slowly comes back in, and he made it. And I, it was so oh, priceless. The, the Urban Meyer's reaction on the sideline—he, I think, he had his head down, and then he just like looks up, and you could just tell, like, that's just like the feeling that Jags fans have. It's like, well, that went our <laughs> way, you know. And then, uh, yeah, Jags ended up getting the ball last. Trevor ended up marching them uh, in the field goal range, sort of. It was a tough kick. And uh, the kid kicked it in, and they won it, and they stormed the field like they just won the Super Bowl, and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was uh, that right guy was a computer software or something working for com- something like that, and he was wow. tweeting videos, and they picked him up and got the certain job now, so uh, good for him. Yeah, good for, good him, for him. him. Yeah, bad for the Dolphins, good for him. <laughs> I am not complaining. No yeah, stink, stinking dolphins. Um, <laughs> next up, we got the Kansas City Chiefs beating the football team 31 to 13. Casey is now won straight games against Washington. Uh, not a surprise here. I thought Washington would look a little bit better. Uh, maybe when Fitzpatrick comes back, he can help this offense out a little bit more. We'll see. Washington is just looking really, really bad right now. Mahomes did throw two interceptions, which is uncharacteristic of him, but also had two touchdowns with almost 400 yards. So he was throwing the ball quite a bit, threw the ball fairly well. One of those interceptions was just a weird mistake. It, was kind of, it looked like he was getting tackled and just threw it up. I don't know if he was trying to throw it farther and just kind of short-armed it. Who knows? But 
Uh, so it wasn't a difficult win for the Chiefs. Uh, and they, they beat the football team 31-13. Yeah, yeah, not a shocker. We both had Chiefs here. Um, they still got a really good offense. Uh, still a lot of talent on that offense, especially – uh, when you got Patrick Mahomes uh, at quarterback, although like Travis said, he did throw two interceptions. Like Travis said, one was really ugly. Um, you know, he's a kind of Superman sometimes, but <laughs> I think he was uh, he was human on that play. And then uh, uh, the other one, I think, went right through Tyreek Hill's hand. So it, those, are tough. Right. those are yeah. tough to uh, to give to your quarterback. But yeah, still overall good day for him. Uh, Darrell Williams, which uh, we might touch on later, he came in step. Stepped yeah. right in, got a couple touchdowns. Uh, so yeah, it was it was good. You know, Washington was hanging in there for a little bit. Uh, I think they were they were leading at one point. And I was like, no way, you know, that the Chiefs are going to go to two and four. And, uh, they ended up coming back and they put on a, a good show in the second half to to go to three and three. So that's good for them um, as they are still trying to work their way back up in that division. So yeah, it was a, a good week for them because I think Denver lost and the Chargers lost, and I think the Raiders did win, as we'll find out later. But as not a, a good week for them, I guess, in their division. Yeah, uh, Neil, tell us about this next game where the LA Rams absolutely demolished the New York Giants, thirty-eight to eleven. Yeah, yeah, it was a demolish. Uh, although, again, kind of in this game, it was off to a slow start for the Rams, sort of. I mean, the, the Giants took an early lead. I think they were driving down the field again, and I started thinking, like, no way this is going to be close, too, you know? And uh, it was not. It was not. The Rams' <laughs> uh, defense stepped up. Uh, I think Daniel Jones had, I think I heard, one interception going into that game. So he had not been turning the ball over uh, more than probably most people would think uh, with such a team that's losing this much. But uh, he did this game. He threw three interceptions. Um, and, and so it was It was a tough tough week for him but you know Matthew Stafford you know he threw four touchdowns he looked good um you know uh him and Cooper Cup had this you know special just chemistry that's uh that's just uh brewing uh, you know continues all season here so um yeah they looked good uh no surprise here Rams are still a good team the defense uh really stepped up and I, I know uh the Giants uh Shepard's hurt uh not Shepard I meant uh, Ga- uh Kenny Galladay is hurt, and right? No, yep. no he was playing. Yep. Galladay was oh, hurt. No, he did not play. He was on track to play, but sorry. ended up not. So I think it, yeah, Galladay, yeah, Galladay was hurt, and then I think Tony left the game with an injury. Uh, oh. So I think they were only had Shepard uh, out there uh, catching some passes. So yeah, and, and no Saquon, like we stated in our previous episode. So uh, yeah, tough day for the Giants. Not not a bright future there, but bright future for the Rams for sure. Yeah, not much to add there. I mean, Daniel Jones threw three interceptions, lost a fumble. Uh, the Giants are just – they're getting hurt on that injury bug is kind of hitting them with some receivers and running backs. I, I don't even know what their offensive line looks like. It's not good. <laughs> uh, so they're – the Giants, they just don't – they don't look good, and they are not good. And that was just a mismatch for them all the way around. And sure. so the Rams – Came into New York and did exactly what they were supposed to do, and uh, and they beat the Giants. It seemed like a lot of games this weekend were there's a few really solid games, and we'll get to a couple of those later. And even the Bucks game was not bad, and I guess Dolphins, Jags, but a lot of these games were just kind of blowouts. <laughs> and it was yeah, like, you, get, sure. you get into the third, fourth quarter, and it's just like, well, that team's won. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this next game is no exception with the uh, Indianapolis Colts crushing the Houston Texans 31 to three. 
I mean, it's just the Colts looked really good. And but I mean, it's not a big surprise. You're going against the Texans. So it's like, how much can you really take when a team plays well against such a bad team? Davis Mills struggled. The Colts running game was uh, really good. Jonathan Taylor averaged 10.4 yards a carry on 14 carries. Uh, He's now actually the second running back with 10 plus yards a carry and two plus rush touchdowns in a single game in Indianapolis history. So fun little stat there, but really solid game uh, for the Colts. There, good running game going on, but uh, we'll see if they can continue to play well as they play a little bit better teams than the Houston Texans. Yeah, the Texans have a terrible defense, um, just just awful. Uh, I mean, Jonathan Taylor made it look easy on some of those runs, just going right down the field. And um, you know, even Carson Wentz, uh, you know, he played well. Like I said, I don't know how much you have to fully try uh, against bad defenses, and and then on the for the Houston, they, you know, their offense. Davis Mills, you know, you know, what a game against New England, and then comes over here and just puts up a dud against the the Colts. So. Uh, just inconsistent. Um, you know, it, it's bad for the Texans, and yeah, not much, not much to say. Just yeah, it's just a bad team. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, let's go from one bad team to another here. We'll go from the Texans to the Lions, and uh, <laughs> the Lions also got beat pretty bad. Uh, they uh, got beat thirty-four eleven to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Lions are really not having a good good year that continued on Sunday uh Neil I believe the Lions are the last um winless team correct that is correct okay so yeah last winless team now the Bengals have now won seven straight games versus Detroit Uh, Bengals just were clicking in this game Burrow had a nice game Mixon had a nice game all around good performance for Cincinnati Uh, none of their receivers really popped off in a sense but uh, Burroughs spread the ball around. He just tore apart a bad defense in the Lions, similar to what the Colts did to the Texans. So uh, Lions are in for another long year. Yeah, it's yeah, like said, another bad football team, another bad loss. Um, yeah, I think we said in our last episode that the Lions do tend to play some teams tight, uh, you know, close, but uh, not this time. It was all the it was the Bengals the whole time. You know, Jared Goff. Yeah, just not good at all. DeAndre Swift, there's no running game whatsoever. So, you know, when you can't run and you're not throwing well, you're not going to win a game. So, um, and on the other end, they were running well with Mixon, like you said, and Burrow. And, and like I said, I don't think, uh, I think Jamar Chase had a nice game. I think Burrow caught a screen pass for a touchdown. So it was, it was a nice day for the Bengals. Uh, and they're 4 and 2. So they're, you know, they're still chasing, I think, Baltimore uh, at the top of that division. But they're, uh, they're, they're looking good, Cincy. Yeah, no, they're looking very good. And I think even Chase had four catches, 97 yards, I believe. So, I mean, still a, a good game, but he's he's going to have a good <laughs> career with Burrow oh, yeah. and, uh, in Cincinnati. Uh, talking about good careers, I mean, Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers needs to end as a Vikings fan. This is a career I need to either see go elsewhere or just just – just get him out of Green Bay. Uh, Packers beat the Bears 24-14 to in Chicago. And now Green Bay has won 19 of the last 22 games against Chicago. That, that's, that's domination. And if you didn't hear, Aaron Rodgers was basically telling fans after he rushed for a touchdown, he's like, I own you, something. And so, which, I mean, he's not wrong, but 
like in the post game interview, he was like, "Yeah, I blacked out and just <laughs> so he was saying stuff to the fans there." And I mean, Aaron Rodgers does destroy a lot of teams, but uh, bright side for Chicago is their uh, Khalil Herbert, the running back, filling in for. David Montgomery, and I even think Damian Williams, who went down with an injury. He had a nice day. He looked good. I think it's a good fill, and he'll probably, I'm guessing, stay as the backup to Montgomery when he comes back in uh, a few weeks. Uh, so that's good for Chicago. Have a nice another running back there. Fields, once again, struggled. He was sacked four times in the game, uh, but did spread the ball around nicely. Allen had some catches. Darnell Moody had a few catches. Cole Komet had, I think, one of his better games with uh, fields in this but still a 10 point win here for the Packers yeah for sure like you said um yeah good win for the Packers uh it's, cer- it's certainly a rivalry um if I just said that right rivalry and um you know I think that for the Bears it's it's not much of a successful one uh you pointed out uh yeah it's it's tough I mean Rogers you know he didn't put up a lot of yards a couple touchdowns so, you know he did enough to win uh, Devontae Adams, you know, uh, I don't think he cracked 100 yards. So, uh, you know, Justin Fields, like you said, struggled. Uh, you know, at times, Justin Fields looks like, you know, okay, ah, that's a good throw. And then you're like, oh, it's a bad throw. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just one of those things where you just want to see more consistency. And, and like with a lot of these rookie quarterbacks, you know, it's it's a lot of learning. The game's faster, you know, than college. Or, you know, these defenses, you know, they're, they're, they're quicker, they're smarter, they know what you're doing, you know. And so, um, you know, they come at you quicker. I think Justin Fields is running for his life probably more than he ever thought. So, um, you know, I think that's just some stuff that Chicago's got to clean up. Um, so, uh, division game, you know, Green Bay is sitting comfortably up there at the top. Uh, we will talk about a team that could possibly, you know, put some wins together here. I think Travis will be happy to mention you that soon. Oh, uh, yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, you know, good, good one for Green Bay. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get to the my uh, my Minnesota Vikings here in a game. But before we get there, going to look at a, a surprise game of the week. Not necessarily with who won, but with the outcome of the score. So mm-hmm. I'm going to let Neil talk about how the Chargers let the Ravens beat them 34 to 6. Yeah, so we we had our predictions last week and and uh, Travis needed to get some right. Well, he got this one right to help out his count as I did pick the Chargers, he did pick the Ravens and well, you were ever so right. I don't think you thought it was going to be this bad, but uh, you did <laughs> you did pick the Ravens and uh, my goodness, um this extremely high power offense uh of the chargers was just completely shut down i mean it was just an incredible job by john harbaugh in that defense um you know just playing 60 minutes a really good defense which is hard to do against good offenses and they did that they they played very well um you know and then to complement that uh i will say lamar did not have his best game he threw a couple interceptions you know um and you know he uh, struggle at times, but the, the running game. I think uh, they had. I think all three of the running backs, Bell, Freeman, and uh, Murray, all scored. So they all got uh, a part of the the uh, end zone that game. You know, Mark Andrews uh, played well, but uh, back to the Chargers. I think you know it's just couldn't get anything going. I mean, Mike Williams was limited. He was only in there for eight. He didn't get. He was every time I kept watching the game. You know, I, I have him on my fantasy team, so I was watching the game and. I'm like, where's Mike? You know, and then he'd come in for a play and run back out. And I was like, okay, he's clearly on a workload. So that's tough. And But still, they, they still got talent. I mean, the Keenan Allen, uh, you know, Austin Eckler, you, you thought they might put up some 
still some more points than six. So uh, tough afternoon for Herbert. Um, I think Herbert was the leading rusher uh, for this game, <laughs> which, is, which is tough uh, for Eckler and just anybody. Joshua Kelly, whoever was trying to run the ball, is just yeah, great defensive performance. Can't say enough about the Baltimore defense in that game. And uh, yeah, big big uh, confidence kind of win for there for uh, Baltimore as they go to five and one and. Chargers are going to have to uh, figure it out, which, I mean, they're still a good team, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, and Herbert's your leading rusher for your Chargers team. It's it's, <laughs> it's not what you're probably going for. <laughs> but on the other hand, the Ravens, their ground game was going. They As a team, they rushed for 187 yards, so great, great game on nice. the ground. Lamar is doing a good job moving that offense very effectively. I mean, not a great game through the air as he did throw a couple interceptions, but – think just with the, the potential of the run, it just opens that up. And uh, Lamar, he has looked good this year passing the ball, so I don't think that'll be an every-week issue for him. It was one of his worst weeks of the year so far, but they didn't need him to throw very well because they uh, their run game was plenty. And if you'd have told me that the Chargers were, Chargers were going to score less than 10 points in this game, I'd have been like, no way. And <laughs> Ravens shut him down. So big, big win for the Ravens there over the Chargers, 34-6. to six. Crazy. Uh, talking about 34, the Vikings also put up 34 <laughs> points, and thankfully their opponent only put up 28. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. We won. And boy, was this this game was won in overtime by the Vikings, but probably shouldn't have been won in overtime uh, thanks to a missed field goal by Greg Joseph and the Panthers scoring twice with the field goal, touchdown, two-point conversion in the last five minutes of regulation. The Vikings were like, yeah, let's just play some overtime football. Why not? Let's let them get back into this. Uh, but thankfully, we uh, we were able to drive down, get a little uh, touchdown to K.J. Osborne, I believe, in overtime to win it. Cousins played a really, really nice game in this one. Dalvin Cook looks healthy again as he carried the ball 29 times, which is mm-hmm. I, that was great. Uh, Patrick Peterson did get hurt for the Vikings, so that's unfortunate because he's a good corner and we're going to miss him for probably a few weeks, but at least the Vikings got to buy this week for the Panthers. I don't know. They need McCaffrey back. I think, (laughs) I think McCaffrey's (laughs) going to help that offense click a little bit more, but I mean, 28 points, not a bad day necessarily, but thankfully the Vikings pulled this out. Yeah. I, uh, I watch red zone on Sundays. I'm not at like a bucks game and, um, uh, Scott Hansen, the guy that does that, if you don't know, he, uh, he said something after this game. He goes, man, what a game. You know, if you're a Vikings fan, it seems like you're always in close games. <laughs> and it's like, man, I, you know, they've had so many close games. I think, you know, the Arizona game, you know, and then uh, the one that uh, they just, I don't know, I, I keep forgetting, but they just, the one that they just won where they kicked the field goal. The Lions. You know, Lions, yes. Lost to the and Bengals they, close. Yep, Bengals close. So. You know it's, you know it's uh it, it's tough. You know it, for Vikings fans, I feel tra- I feel Travis's like heartache and nervousness and everything. And I'm not a Vikings fan. I'm over here like, oh, I hope they pull this out, but I don't know. And um, you know, I thought they were gonna win. I think Carolina had the ball like inside their own ten, and that might have been their own five. And uh, it was like a fourth down and like I think ten. I don't think they even gained a yard. And I thought, you know. This is it. You know, you guys get you guys can do it. They got to go all the way down the field here and score a touchdown and, and get a two point conversion. I'm like, I don't know, you know. And 
then he hits a I think to the Thomas the tight end down the seam and, and the next thing you know, like DJ Moore catches some and Robbie Anderson uh, actually Robbie Anderson was dropping everything. <laughs> and, yeah, he uh, was. and then uh, uh they finally got to the end zone and I think Robbie Anderson did catch that touchdown, but uh <laughs> then they got the two point and I, I just you know, I was shaking my head and, and um, you know, the Vikings got won the coin toss to get the ball and Kirk Cousins did a, a great job. Uh, I think they, I think KJ Osborne, man, I think he caught a great catch on a third down on that overtime drive and then uh, caught the game winning touchdown. So, big game for him. I mean, Thielen, big game. Uh, Cook, what a day for him. He came back from injury. I try to say Cousins have a big day. So, a huge win for the Vikings, uh, back to 500. Uh, and same with the Car- uh, Cardinals, uh, Panthers. You know, they're back to 500 when they started 3 0. So, they've lost three, shake, uh, three straight. So, uh, you know, you kind of, Thought that that was coming. I, you know, you, you were kind of like, yeah, how, how sold are we on the uh, Panthers here? So, uh, yeah, Sam Darnold didn't look, didn't, didn't really play that great to me. You know, as a, <laughs> to me, he didn't, he didn't really play great until that final drive, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see how both teams do, both at 500 here. Yeah. And really, man, those Cardinals, those, or Panthers receivers were not helping Darnold out. No. They, they could had, not catch a football. Uh, I think I think Anderson dropped one. He dropped another one, and then DJ Moore dropped yeah. one. And I was like, oh, this is tough. <laughs> this is rough, you know. Like, yeah. But I'll take it. Vikings win. Big win. Uh, these next two games, I picked the home teams in these two. Neil picked the away teams. And I should have picked the away teams because Neil – Takes a lead on me once again, another week where I fall behind. <laughs> uh, but this one, the Arizona Cardinals uh, beat the Browns pretty easily, 37-14. to 14. I don't know why I went against a team that was undefeated. Why am I picking the Browns? Like, what am I doing? But this was the one game of the week I look back and I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, why did I do that? Why, why did I not? <laughs> All my other games I picked, I'm like, I, I – I definitely would have gone with them again, probably. But this is the one game I'm like, why? But Cardinals just crushed the Browns. They started off hot, went up 20-0 to zero with just under 10 minutes remaining in the second quarter. Uh, just starting off hot. Browns are dealing with some injuries now, so they may struggle here coming up the next few games. Uh, I know Baker had an MRI Monday. You got uh, Odell Beckham was a little banged up. Again, I think his shoulder Hunt's going to be out for a few weeks. Nick Chubb didn't play. He may not even be back for their Thursday night game this week. I think they're dealing with some offensive line issues. So just a lot of injuries for the Browns. So their their season is they, – I mean, they're still going to be a good team, but hopefully they for the Browns fans, they can win here in the next few weeks. They don't fall behind uh, in that the conference in their division. Arizona is now 6-0, and they're 6-0 for the first time since 1974. Wow, that's so, a long time. Yeah, it's a it's a good think, start for Arizona. I mean, six no, that's that's impressive. You're oh, undefeated. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and they're and they're in a tough division too. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 going to be tough still because they got they have to play the Rams and you know Seattle without Russell Wilson, which we'll get to later, is not great. So, uh, and Niners, but yeah, good win for the Cardinals. Uh, not much, too much to add. Like you said Browns are depleted on offense and uh it's it's tough and uh, i think baker said he does plan to play through the injury but um you know it's uh, odell it's you know it's just not great uh, jarvis landry you know, he kind of seems to be sort of that spark plug sometimes for that offense and with him out it's it's been tough you know and then you know you got two pretty good running backs that are both out so it's yeah it, it's gonna be tough and 
And, uh, I mean, Kyler Murray, I think he threw four touchdowns, and that's impressive. Um, so, uh, yeah, good win for the Cardinals. And uh, I was just going to say, it's kind of funny, the Thursday night game. So the two teams that Travis picked that lost are playing on Thursday night, the Browns and the Broncos. I know oh, we're about to get that. to the next one. So I don't know. A little interesting yeah. there. But, yeah, I'll, so. Also, we're, we're not going to be discussing. We're, we kind right. of, since we do our podcast, just really quick. I don't even know who I'm picking for Thursday night yet, but who do you think? Browns or Broncos Thursday night? Who's home? I think the Browns are home. Bronco- I, Browns. Is okay. it Broncos? I don't even know. I, I don't, even know I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, uh, I'll go That's Browns. It, it's tough. It's tough. I'm going to go Browns, but it, it's it's tighter than it should be. I mean, uh, <sighs> I don't know. Broncos, they, they could. I, go either way, I, really. I, I kind of want to go Broncos, <laughs> but okay. yeah, I just think the Browns uh-huh. are so depleted, but yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting. So, but yeah, talking about the, the Broncos here, the, they lost to the Raiders 34 to 24 Raiders looked better than I thought they would. Derek Carr had 134.4 rating with 341 Oof. yards, just a really good game. And I, with the, everything they went through with their head coach, I, I didn't think they'd come out and play as well as they did, but I mean, professional players, I mean, you, even though you go through stuff, it's not like you lose your ability to come out and play well. So and <laughs> they, they did. They came out. They played well. Bridgewater also threw for, threw for 334 yards, also threw mm. three touchdowns. Or I don't think uh, Carbon, but Bridgewater threw three touchdowns, but also had three interceptions. Mm. And this Denver team just, they continue to lose. They started 3 0, and now the last three games, they've gone 0 3. So I think they're right at 500 now. And I'm not surprised. Uh, they need to figure some things out. Even when they were sitting at 3-0, Neil and I were both like, this is not a team that should be 3-0. They're going to start losing. They're going to start showing like, like their real colors, right? <laughs> and that's exactly what they've done, although I did think they would beat the Raiders. They just, they're not looking great. They're not looking bad. So it's a, a tough team to kind of judge right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're not kidding. Uh, wow, three touchdowns, three interceptions for Teddy. That's it's like, yeah, it's not great because uh, those interceptions are just canceling out those touchdowns. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Derek Carr continues to look good. You know, I always say I wish Derek Carr could get more talent around him. And, you know, it would be kind of interesting how how, that, how he would you – know, how good he would look, you know, would he be up there in that talk of, you know, top-tier guys because he's always kind of up there in yards every year and even touchdowns and – but, uh, you know, he's just never had a lot of talent around him. But, uh, you know, a good win for, for him and the uh, Raiders uh, in this game. You know, I, I think uh, I was nervous going into, like Travis said, you know, the, the whole coach stuff was going on. And I didn't know exactly how they'd play. You know, it was in Denver. And, you know, I just – you never know with the Raiders, right? And so um, uh, I think we, I think Carr hit Henry Ruggs to start the game and they scored a touchdown. I said, ah, they might be all right. So <laughs> – <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, yeah, they, good win for them, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't love either of them making playoffs, but uh, yeah. Yep. This next game was, I don't know, this could be the game of the week. Also, Bills Titans could have been game of the week. That's up to you, um, <laughs> but still a phenomenal <laughs> game. Uh, Neil, tell us about the Cowboys versus Patriots game and uh, and the final score of that game. Yeah, um, you got me thinking. Which one do I think was more the game of the week? Um, yeah, I think personally, I would say this one just because of, of how invested I was watching this game uh, more than the Monday night. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that both, you could say they both. But I'm going to go with this one. I, this was very entertaining for me. Um, 
you know, my second favorite team. Um, and we'll just leave it at that, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, Cowboys, Patriots, uh, you know, what a game. Uh, so the final score was Cowboys 35, New England 29. Um, my Patriots did not pull it out. Uh, did go into overtime. It was a thriller, kind of back and forth, especially to start the game. Uh, you know, I was watching the game. I was like, wow, there's, you know, I think Patriots went right downfield and scored. I think it was their first opening drive touchdown of the year. And I was like, well, look at that, you know, and then, uh, the uh, Cowboys respond. The Patriots, I think, hit Hunter Henry for a touchdown. I was like, okay, here we go. This is going to be fun. And uh, it kind of kind of uh, calmed down a little bit there in the end of the second, beginning of the third. But, man, it was the fourth quarter fun. It was back and forth. Um, uh, Mac Jones had, had the ball, and, you know, I thought maybe get a couple first downs, might run this clock out or something, you know. And uh, Mac Jones throws a pass. I think it was right off. I think he led – Kendrick Bourne just a, a tiny bit too much, and it end up it ends up tipping into uh, who do, who do you think Trayvon Diggs uh, interception uh, again for him, and not only that, did he he returned it all the way for a touchdown uh, to take the lead for the Cowboys, and you, you're thinking, well, there's the momentum, there's everything, and now you got to get this rookie quarterback to go all the way down the field again, and you're thinking like I don't know, and well, first play uh, the next series. Mac Jones hit Kendrick Bourne uh, for a 75-yard touchdown, right on, right, right to Trayvon Diggs, who just got that uh, interception. So that was insane. I was going crazy, and uh, I couldn't believe it. And uh, I had a feeling. I think there was a minute, like 16 seconds left on the clock after that. I had a feeling Dak was going to get back down the field at least for a field goal, and they did. They tied it, and then the Patriots got the ball, and um, they were getting close-ish. Kind of close to midfield, and uh, yeah, through a questionable like behind the back, behind uh, behind the uh, like a comeback kind of route, <laughs> mm-hmm. and missed. And you know, I thought, you know, Bill, you know, I kind of thought to him, I said, you know, I was trying to like inner channel Bill Belichick, and I was like, hey, listen, Bill, you know, <laughs> this isn't that you're not going to win the Super Bowl this year, but hey, listen, let's have some fun. Let's just, you know, we'll try to steal a win here. You know, if you don't get this, you live with it, you know, because you're probably not, you know, if you get the ball back to Dak here anyways, I don't think your defense is going to hold us. So let's just <laughs> go for it. And, uh, no, you know, Bill, as he always has been, he's very conservative and just punched the ball. And as I thought, Dak Prescott went all the way down the field and scored a touchdown to uh, yeah. seal the game. So it was tough. Uh, I did like how the Patriots, you know, I'm still impressed with Mac. I still think he's uh, – probably the best rookie quarterback at least out of all of them right now that's playing well um so i do like that um but yeah I, i'll stop talking i just, just i like the game it was fun. no it was a fun game yeah sorry about your your patriots losing and yeah trayvon diggs another interception i i don't have this stat in front of me i'm kind of pulling this from my head fact check me on it but i believe he's now one of two players in nfl history with at least one interception in every one of a team's first six games which is pretty crazy and i believe that was his seventh he had against the patriots there and pick six late in the fourth is kind of funny stats uh stefan diggs who plays a wide receiver for the bills so stefan diggs and trayvon diggs they have actually scored the same amount of touchdowns this year (laughs) (laughs) wow isn't that funny yikes yeah (laughs) they're brothers right I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's not going to last, but that's right. kind of a funny stat for now through through six weeks. Uh, oh, but yeah, sure. I won't I won't add too much to that. Ceedee Lamb, what a great game. Mm. He's a he's a superstar. But yeah, good win for the Cowboys there. 
Uh, just a couple games left. Uh, our Sunday night matchup was the Seattle Seahawks versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wasn't super exciting. Ended up being a fairly close game. Uh, Steelers beat the Seahawks 23-20. to The Seahawks just aren't the same without Russell Wilson. Geno Smith didn't have an awful game, but did lose a fumble in overtime. That cost them a potential game-winning drive. Steelers didn't necessarily play a great game either. Uh, it actually really reminded me of the Jags-Dolphins games, which is funny because the, the Jags-Dolphins games also ended 23-20. to So same exact score. It seemed <laughs> like both these games, it was like neither team was playing great. They weren't bad. And each team won on a field goal by three points. Uh, so it's, it's a good win for the Steelers. I'm not surprised the, the Seahawks need to get Russell Wilson back or they're going to just continue to lose. Their defense isn't good enough. Geno Smith isn't good enough. Uh, and the Steelers are, I mean, they're playing a little better, but we'll see what happens when they start playing better competition. Yeah. Um, uh, and I have to admit that I didn't watch a single snap live of this game. Didn't even really go back to watch it. I did, I did see some highlights, but uh, I just wasn't really interested. You know, I think if Russell Wilson was in that game, you know, and the Steelers were more competitive, it would have been, you know, much more fun of a game to watch. But, um, yeah, I just – it was kind of how I thought. It was just kind of like Travis said, very just, you know, nothing crazy, nothing really too exciting. Just, you know, yeah, a touchdown. Yeah, it's a close game. Yeah, it's going to come down, like Travis said, to a field goal. So, um, yeah. Um, you know, we both had the Steelers in this. We thought it could go either way, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, J- uh, I was going to say J.J. Watt. I'm sorry, T.J. Watt uh, with a nice little, I think, uh, strip, uh, strip sack uh, there to uh, get them into the field goal range to win that game. Uh, so big play for him and good one for the Steelers. They're at 500. It's going to be a long road for the Seahawks to uh, uh, try to get some wins, especially in the tough division, like we'll, we'll keep saying all year. But uh, yeah, good one for the Steelers, and um, yeah, not your most probably not going to be your most exciting uh, Sunday night football game of the year. So. <laughs> yeah, would have been more exciting to have Russell Wilson in there, but we'll get that yeah. that later. I got Tyler Lockett in a few leagues, and Geno Smith. I think I think targeted him like seven times, but only caught two of them, and. I had him in fantasy, and I'm like, he like would underthrow him or throw it behind. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing, Gino? Just, just put it in his hands. Like, let him, let him catch it. Let him. Like, no, no. Yeah. It was pretty painful to watch Gino trying to throw to Tyler Lockett in that game. But, I mean, still seven targets is uh, that's a good chunk of targets. So I'm, I'm glad to see that Gino was looking uh, Lockett's way. I believe it was seven targets during the game, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, last game of the week, a Monday night game phenomenal game i mean i think right up there with the patriots uh cowboys game and just excitement for the week uh, but the the titans did pull this one out 34 to 31 and i'll let you give your thoughts on this game first yeah it was uh a great game like travis said um you know we both had the bills here did we did you have the titans did i titans? did i had the bills oh okay that? You're right you were very close to going titans i think <laughs> I, or maybe I don't know. I, I, I wanted to be, but my gut was like, uh, okay. "Go Bills." So I didn't, yeah. I didn't doubt too much. Okay. But. <laughs> okay. Well, the uh, the Titans pulled yeah. off a uh, phenomenal victory. One, uh, you know, one that they'll they'll definitely look at as a, uh, a great win for them. Uh, the Bills is a tough loss for sure. Uh, you know, all I can say is, you know, I'll start with the Bills. Uh, you know, Josh Allen continues to impress. I think uh, one one interception got tipped. 
uh, or the interception he had got tipped. Uh, so that was tough, but uh, he played well. Um, uh, you know, I think uh, Stefan Diggs finally got a touchdown. I think uh, he must only have two if Trayvon Diggs has two. So uh, <laughs> he finally got a touchdown. Uh, but yeah, the offense wasn't clicking as much. I mean, I, I'm not trying to say that, you know, just the way we've been seeing the Bills on offense has been really good. But, uh, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, he continues to impress me with that offense. He continues to get looks uh, for sure. Um, there, there is no running game really for Buffalo. I mean, Singletary, Zach Moss, <laughs> it's it's kind of just like a more of a we're going to keep you balanced here and there. But it's really a passing first kind of offense, kind of like uh, the Chiefs in a way. But uh, for the Titans, man, very impressive. You know, Ryan Tannehill, uh I think I saw a stat. I don't think he threw a touchdown. I think, you know, I think we'll get to it. I think Derrick Henry just carried that offense. But, uh, yeah, Ryan Tannehill, uh, you know, nothing too crazy. You know, kept him, you know, made some plays here and there, and I think he had an interception. But, uh, yeah, it was all Derrick Henry. Yeah, he's the, uh, he's the offense, uh, you know, in this game for them. Uh, I think he had uh, over 140 yards. You know, you can correct me on that, but I think I saw that. He had three touchdowns. Uh, so, you know, a huge game for him. Uh, you know, uh, I think he, I think, I, know, I think 75, 80 yards, I don't remember what it was. I think he just ran, bursted one down the field and scored. And, you know, the guy's just a beast, unreal. Uh, you know, the Titans didn't get their two receivers back, A.J. Brown, Julio. I think I, I saw Julio make a unreal, like, yeah. catch. I think he tipped a couple times, and he still followed it and caught it, like, you know, toe-dragged it on the sidelines. So that was Pretty phenomenal. But, yeah, good win for the Titans. That's huge uh, to be a very good uh, potential uh, Super Bowl contending in my book team uh, and the Bills. So, yeah. Yeah, the, the Julio Jones catch tipped off the defender's helmet, and he, like, found yeah. it, ran. Yeah, great catch. Great catch. And it came down to a, a fourth and one, I think, the Titans, like, three or four-yard line. And Bills decided, hey, you know what, let's go for it. And Josh Allen kind of slipped. <laughs> and yeah. they didn't, didn't, didn't convert it, giving Titans the win. And, there's a gutsy call and one that's probably going to be debated. Some people are worth it to go for it because if they get that, they probably score and they win the game right. for sure. But you don't get it and you're done, right? People might – I was thinking, oh, you just kick it. You just play for overtime. Your offense is doing good. But, yeah, it's a, the decision that would be debated. Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs is a lethal combo. That is a, a phenomenal. And uh, Derrick Henry, man. Uh, he's now rushed for 130 plus yards and three touchdowns in the last two games, <laughs> so, which is That's which crazy. is crazy. I'm gonna I'm just gonna share some stats with you uh, for Derrick Henry. Uh, his run in last night's game, that one that he broke, was the fastest run of the season at 21.8 miles per hour. Wow, uh, which very fast. Uh, through six games this season, Derrick Henry has 178 touches. There were only 25 running backs who had that many touches all of last year. Mm. <laughs> and it's only week six this year, which is mm. unreal. Uh, if you counted o- only, yeah, if you only counted Derrick Henry's yards after contact, he would still rank number one in the NFL in rushing yards. Wow. <laughs> uh, that is insane. Uh, Derrick Henry leads all running backs. With 171, 170.1 PPR fantasy points, he has 41.3 more points than the overall running back two, which is Eckler. Mm. 
And then there's another 41.7 point difference between Eckler and the running back 14, which is Elvin Kamara. So it's just like what Derrick Henry is doing this year is he's just, he's dominating at the position right now. He's running back one. And then like everyone else is running back two right now. It's Derrick Henry is an absolute monster. Those are just some fun stats. I mean, like you said, Neil, the one that just blew my mind was that he still would rank number one in the NFL in rushing yards if you only counted yards after contact. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think uh, last year when they played the Bills, uh, I think he stiff armed Josh Norman. Uh, yeah, and I saw in that game he stiff armed another guy. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know why people yeah. continue to try to tackle him high. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, and I, yeah, you got to go for his legs because you know. That guy, if you're in his way, he is moving and he's moving. It's not like he's slow. He's a big guy and he's fast. I mean, he said he had the fastest run all year. So, like, you know, not only is he huge, but he's fast. And it's like, oh, it's just like he's got everything, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I forget the safety. I think it's safety for the for the Bills. But he had to stop Henry on kind of a, a good run and kind of just gets in front of him. And, I mean, he stopped him. But, man, Derrick Henry just, he just ran over him. <laughs> I think like uh, uh, my dad always says. I know one thing my dad is so passionate about uh, is that he always says Emmett Smith would never be anything if it wasn't for his offensive line. And, you know, as part of that's true. I think Emmett Smith is a good, great running back, but uh, you know he, he did have that amazing line back there back in the day with the uh, Dallas Cowboys. And uh, you know, me and my dad's favorite running back of all time uh, is Barry Sanders. You know, especially for me, I love watching Barry Sanders just the way he juke people and. Everything was just incredible. But, you know, you look at Derrick Henry, his offense line is not great, you know. And the thing that just proves that is like that, that stat that we continue to talk about is yards after contact. You can tell he, he's getting hit a lot, but yet he's not going down. He continues to, to keep running well even when he's getting contacted. So that's just very impressive. And that's crazy. I mean, I think, you know, if it was it, season ended, he'd be my MVP, no doubt. It's tough. The, the only the I know only thing, I know their quarterback. Yeah, sorry, I cut you no, off. But. No, it's good. Yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say it's such a quarterback. It's such a quarterback category, you know, in recent years that uh, you know guys like Brady, Herbert, you know, Lamar are up there in those talks. Um, but I, like you said when we were on the phone that one time, and we talk about it, is Henry's got to get some consideration because what he's doing is phenomenal, you know. Yeah. So. And I get, I get it. Like, well, you give other, you give Eckler thirty carries a game. You give Kamara thirty carries a game. They're gonna do the same thing Henry's doing. You know what I mean? It's like, well, right. he's not special because he's getting like thirty plus touches like almost every game. I right. get that too, but still, he's he's the Tennessee offense. He's the reason they're four and two. Like, I think that's got to count for something as well. But yeah, decisions to be to be uh, talked about later on as we kind of near that conversation sure. guys might start to pull away so we got about 10 to 15 minutes left so we're just gonna br- very briefly kind of quickly go over uh how our fantasy teams did and just some uh good and bad for the different positions so neil how did your how did your teams do last week uh i went one and one so you know 50 50 but um i was pretty confident uh going uh into monday night that i was gonna win my league and no punt uh against my guy even though i was down like 20 i I had a feeling that Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs were going to put up enough for me to get by, uh, and they did. 
but not only did they do that, uh, we, we have, like we, I think we said before, we have a little fun thing where if you get a high score out of everybody in the league, you get five bucks. So, um, I had to, uh, I had to get, I think like, uh, I think it was like 55 points or something like that. Um, to get the high score and once again kind of like last week instead instead of the win but this was just for the high score uh i got exactly 55 points uh and i got the high score by 0.4 so uh yeah i accepted my five bucks patted myself (laughs) on the back and uh you know so that was a good win there uh mike williams didn't help out that was a tough week for him which we'll probably hit on and um but uh yeah yeah Overall, just uh, you know, Darrell Williams was a great pickup. I put him in. Was, you know, he scored two touchdowns, so I enjoyed that. Other league, I lost. Um, I put up a pretty high number of points, uh, but my sister uh, outscored me, I think, by twenty. Uh, and uh, you know, she had a guy like C.D. Lamb, which we talked about, had a huge game, and, and Elliott and Leonard Fournette and Tom Brady and guys that you know put up good points. So you know, it was it was a tough. Tough week. Congrats to her. She, she, she. I think she's actually a. I think she's actually first in points forced. Uh, she, she's put up in our entire league. She's put up the most points, but I think she's second to last place. So it, tough, tough for her. So <laughs> I, tough. I, I'm happy that she finally, you know, she got a win for her. But um, yeah, how did you do, Travis? You got a lot of leagues. So uh, this was this was the worst i've done all year so i mean Uh-oh. coming so the, com, yeah coming uh-huh. into this week in my five leagues i had a combined total losses of five five losses in five leagues total so i mean it was a great start to the first five weeks but i lost three i lost in three leagues this week so i almost almost doubled my losses in in one week only one in two leagues it it wasn't great lamar didn't play great marquise brown had his worst game of the year Lockett didn't do anything. McLaurin didn't do anything. Uh, Antonio Gibson in the league didn't do anything. Brady didn't have a great game. I mean, the list goes on. Edmonds didn't have a great game. Uh, thankfully, Woods had one touchdown. My defense and kicker in a league didn't do anything. I mean, you kind of catch the theme here. It was uh, it was a rough week, but thankfully, I I did win in win in two of the leagues. I'm still still sitting in good positions in, in most of my leagues. So hopefully I can bounce back from this this tough week. I think Lamar. I got some tough decisions to make next week with uh, some wide receivers to start, which will be fun. And one of those guys we'll, we'll hit on later. It's a rookie wide receiver that I think could be very good um, with Miami. But we're going to jump. We'll jump with the quarterbacks first. Uh, I'll start this off. Um, there's a guy earlier I said that he's my good and my bad, and that's Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, I don't know if he was in the top 12 at his position this week, but before this week, he was the only player to finish in the top 12 at his position, like every week. So it just shows consistency. He's doing well. But his rushing ability is what's keeping him going. He's, I think he's rushed two touchdowns in the last weekend's game and also rushed two touchdowns in the previous week, I believe, against Carolina. And yeah, my bad with him though is he's not passing the ball very well. He doesn't doesn't look very good when he puts the ball in the air. And they just lost Zach Ertz to the Cardinals, which I'm sure we'll hit on that trade a little later when we come to tight ends. So he lost another consistent pass catcher. So I get worried that if he doesn't get in the end zone with his legs, that he may put up a 
bad performance, but I, I still like him. I still think he's a with because he can run. He's still a good option. It just it worries me that if he doesn't run the ball a lot, he may put up some bad games. Uh, another good to a, a good game uh, coming off injury for him. Trevor Lawrence, uh, top fifteen finish. Cousins, I think, was maybe the number one quarterback this week in some leagues, uh, depending on scoring. So he finished that great week. Uh, Lamar Jackson, bad week. Justin Herbert, bad week, but they'll bounce back. So those are my thoughts on QBs. Yeah, yeah I don't have too much to add. I think uh, even on the nail with Jalen Hurts, I think they were saying that in the game. Uh, you know, I think it, you look at some of his throws, they're just, you know, he's missing. And, um, yeah, it's tough, you know. And, uh, you know, when defenses start to just completely sell on the run, you know, and say, hey, we dare you to throw it all this time, you know. We'll see how he does. But, yeah, um yeah, I didn't have much. I think you know you're getting a lot from people. I always say that at quarterbacks. Uh, I, mean, I think Justin Herbert, like you said, had a bad week. Baker had a bad week. Uh, even Brady, you know, didn't put up exactly what you would think. So, um, you know, uh, I mean, good. You know, I, I mean, you could say, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you know, Rodgers played decent. You know, Dak Prescott played pretty well. So, um, you know, I think that uh, – yeah, I think you know what you're getting from most quarterbacks every week. I think every now and then you'll, you know, maybe a good quarterback like Herbert, Hurts, guys like that uh, aren't going to play. But, you know, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, you know, they're they're always going to be up there, Lamar. So even though Lamar had two interceptions, so not a great week for Lamar. But uh, no. his running, sometimes his yards for running make up sometimes. So, yeah. But he'll he'll bounce back. Herbert should bounce back. I think Herbert uh, Chargers are on a bye. I think there's six teams on a bye next week. So mm, yeah, tell me it's could be, could be <laughs> an interesting week for some. I got a league. It's like oh, you're on a bye. I think I have Amari Cooper and Adam Thielen both on a bye, and then I've had DJ Chark go out with injury for the year. Smith Schuster go out for the year. Galladay's injured right now. Uh, so <laughs> I've got like two receivers. I got AJ Brown and Brandon Cooks, and I have to start at a minimum three receivers and oh. <laughs> i'm like oh man i hope galladay comes back uh, i was talking to neil about a res- trade earlier for Jalen waddle and Thielen and some tight ends and stuff but yeah good luck to you this week if <laughs> with the six teams on by <laughs> a lot of firepower dropping on the bench but for sure uh, yeah uh going to running backs what are your thoughts on uh, running backs yeah so i'll start with the goods you know i think leonard fournette he uh continues to impress in Tampa seems to be like their guy to me it only looked like he went out when he needed a break Ronald Jones came in uh he's not really Ronald wasn't really doing anything to uh, sustain you know he's not really playing well to you know get more carries uh I actually have a question for Travis um don't him on the spot here do you think Ronald Jones is droppable in in like a 12 team league 10 to 12 team league uh yeah I don't think I think unless Leonard Fournette gets hurt I think Ronald Jones is re especially redraft league I think he's done even a dynasty league I think Ronald Jones might be droppable but he's still (laughs) how old is Ronald Jones he's probably what mid-20s I would say yeah Yeah, probably not maybe not if he's mid maybe not droppable yet and if he's still young but uh I think redraft league I don't think you hold on to to him i think there's better options even more potential like go pick up rashad bateman or guys like khalil herbert if they're still there or even ramondre stevenson i think i'd rather have over a guy like um ronald jones just because of damian harris's 
injury upside. And I, I just don't see Leonard. I mean, Leonard Fournette could get hurt, but I don't know. Okay, yes. yeah, I, I'm yeah. on the same page with you for sure. So I was just wondering your thoughts there. Um, but, yeah, back to the good. So Fournette, uh, Jonathan Taylor, he's had two impressive weeks back-to-back, had two touchdowns. Yep. Uh, James Robinson, uh, you know, he's coming in. You know, he got off to a rough start this year. He's starting to, you know, get more carries. Seems to be, you know, uh, playing well there in Jacksonville. Joe Mixon, you know, he had a big game. I know it was the Lions, but he played well. Damian Harris, I like Damian Harris in New England. You know, he's got a favorable matchup this week to me in New York. Uh, a little bit banged up, so uh, we'll have to see how uh, if he can stay healthy. Uh, my bad real quick is uh, the Browns running back situation. Kareem uh, <laughs> yeah. Hunt and Nick Chubb are both out. So, you know, uh, what is this, Dearness Johnson, you know, He's going to come in, uh, you know, if you're desperate for running back, especially, like, with all these buys, you can certainly pick him up. He might uh, have a nice game. But, yeah, uh, you know, Antonio Gibson, you know, he got banged up this week. You know, he didn't – he put up low uh, amount of points. Uh, so is J.D. McKissick. Will Gibson be ready to go? We'll have to, you know, monitor that. Austin Eckler had a bad game. He'll be, I think he'll be fine. Chase Edmonds, um, you know, I think he's always kind of – Interesting to me. I don't love him. Sometimes he plays well. He had a bad week this week. We'll see. James Connors seems to be getting a lot of those carries now, too. Uh, and then just some guys, real quick. Darrell Williams, uh, he came in. He played well. Uh, picked up right where uh, right where Clyde left off. He scored two touchdowns. You know, I, I don't uh, – it's it's so hard with him because the Chiefs are such a pass-first offense that, you know, they don't really look to run the ball that much. But – when they're getting down there at the red zone, they do tend to give it to him, and he might, you know, uh, you know, get a touchdown here and there. So, uh, and then Travis said Khalil uh, Herbert, you know, uh, when David Montgomery comes back, he'll certainly be the backup, but he, he was impressive. So, you know, dynasty league, a deep dynasty league, certainly a guy to uh, pick up and maybe hold on to, look, see how that goes, monitor the situation there in Chicago. So, uh, yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, no, I. Uh... I don't have much to add. I think I think McKissick's a good for me just because of Antonio Gibson's injuries kind of this year being questionable a lot. I think McKissick, especially PPR formats, catches a lot of passes out of the backfield. So I, I think if McKissick is available in your league, uh, pick him up 100% on Neil. You have him in our no punt league. So I think McKissick could be a great bye week filler for you if Gibson were to miss time or even if he's a little banged up. I think uh, McKissick isn't a bad option. And uh, Miles Gaskin is bad for me. Uh, great week against Tampa, but that's because he caught 10 passes. It, it seems like if he's not going to catch passes out of the backfield, he doesn't do much. I saw a stat during the – I think it was the Dolphins game, and I don't know how current this still is, but they were like – I think the Bucks were the number one team with their percentage of pass plays versus run plays where they passed like more – a lot, the highest percentage of pass plays, and I think the Dolphins were two. So wow. the Dolphins pass a lot right behind the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that could have changed since last weekend's games. So it makes Gaskin a little iffy of a play if they're not running the ball. They could be playing from behind a lot, but if he's not catching passes, he's a tough start. I don't know if you could drop him. You might be able to, but he's a weird guy. Very weird. So he's kind of on my bad list. Um, Moving to receivers. Uh, Stephon Diggs finally did what people drafted him to do. Big game. CeeDee Lamb looks like a superstar. You got uh, Cortland Sutton for Denver, who's had a couple really good games, back-to-back games. I know Jerry Judy might be back in the next couple weeks, which I'd say Judy is the number one receiver there when he gets healthy. So it'll be interesting to see how, uh, if Sutton's production drops or if he continues that, if Judy steps in and really takes over that role. 
But, I mean, Sutton is a guy who's been very good recently. Some good games this week that not necessarily have good games every week. Colt Beasley, good game. K.J. Osborne, good game. Henry Ruggs, good game. I don't think those guys are consistent starters every week, but could put up numbers. Um, If if I had to order those guys, I'd probably go – Oh, KJ Osborne definitely last. Who would you put ahead? Would you do Cole Beasley first or Henry Ruggs first? I'd do Ruggs first. Would you? Cause, maybe. Cause I, I, I mean, to me, Ruggs is. I mean, really, he's to me. I, I mean, who is the true number one in Oakland? Would you? I mean, you'd say what Ruggs and Renfro, right? Yeah, you got Ruggs, uh. you got Renfro, but you also have Waller. You also have Brian Edwards. Oh yeah, um, Waller. Yeah. And and the reason I might go Cole Beasley is because I think in PPR leagues he's more apt to probably get those five six catches for sixty yeah. yards. Where I think Henry Ruggs might be a little bit more hit or miss, but I think he's got a higher chance to put up bigger numbers than Cole Beasley because of his big playability. But consistency with rugs, I don't know if it's quite there yet because of the options and the young guys they have. But, yeah, they're close, but good weeks for them. And uh, Jalen Waddle, big game. He, mm. I think he enjoys playing with uh, Tua instead of Brissett. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, uh, 10 catches on 13 targets for 70 yards and two touchdowns. So not necessarily catching big plays, but catching a lot of passes. So. He's good. I think he moves up in the rankings a little bit. Dynasty wise, I I love Waddle. I think he, I just like the Dolphins too. So there might be a little bit of bias there, but <laughs> Neil can correct me. I think I think Waddle's going to be a good receiver. Uh, he's he's quick no, for uh, sure. He's good hands, but and he was kick. I think he was kick returning, maybe punt returning, which is kind of exciting too. I like to see guys uh, quick. Sorry, we're running a little long here, but my bad. Uh, McLaurin, Lockett, Mike Williams. Uh, and then you got Chase Claypool, bad week. Mike Evans, bad week. Uh, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, not great week. I think guys like Mike Evans with Tampa, T. Higgins and Boyd with Cincinnati, sometimes when you get too many malice to feed, someone gets <laughs> left out. Uh, oh, yeah. you, run, you run out of food. You know, you run out of food to feed. And I still like Mike Evans for the year. He's a great receiver. I just think you're going to see those games sometimes. Antonio Brown, great week. I think they might switch back and forth. I don't like Tyler Boyd. I as I really don't like Boyd. you got to hold on to him. I do like T. Higgins a little bit more in that offense. And then Claypool should bounce back, but a little worrisome how bad he did. McLaurin should be better. Lockett uh, probably won't be great until Russell Wilson comes back again. But And then Mike Williams, a little inconsistent. Like I tell Neil sometimes, I think, Tyler Lockett and Mike Williams remind me of each other a little bit. Big, big playability, <laughs> but if they don't hit the big play, they may not put up the big numbers. So, right. Um, but yeah, what are your uh, thoughts on wide receivers? Uh, I mean, I mean, quickly. I mean, I think you, you got Ceedee Lamb, like you said. Cooper Cup continues to play yeah. well. Uh, Adam Thielen had a nice day. Uh, Deontay Johnson, uh, I like him a lot uh, with uh, Juju out. Uh, you know. Like I said, uh, Chase Claypool is a bad. You know, I thought maybe he would get more targets, uh, especially with Juju out. That was the case. McLaurin, you know, boy, yeah, he hit everything on the head. Um, you know, uh, I was gonna say Odell. I know he put up yeah. over ten points, but still, I, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't love his situation uh, right now in Cleveland. So, uh, you know, that worries me a little bit with Odell, especially with Jarvis. I mean, just imagine when Jarvis comes back, uh, how much more, you know, uh, less. Uh, targets he gets because of Jarvis so uh, you know I was going to point out real quick a couple of things is you know Lockett Metcalf you know uh, Geno Smith like we said is in there uh, they're going to get the targets uh, I'm not denying that but uh, like Travis said Geno Smith is not Russell Wilson at the end of the day so 
Uh, I do think it hurts him, certainly. Uh, but uh, I don't think that, uh, especially like DK, I don't think you can just bench him. Uh, no. You know, and Lockett, you know, I think Lockett might be, you know, depending on your depth, uh, Lockett might be able, might be benchable, but, uh, you know, they're still going to get their targets. Um, and then, uh, you know, I like uh, Calvin Ridley. He's coming back. He has some personal stuff he was handling. He'll be back. Um, Tony Brown's had two nice days in a row. And then T.Y. Hilton, you know, welcome back, T.Y. Hilton. You know, he had some catches. Yep. Looked, looked good. You know, looked healthy. You know, a lot of people were saying for him to retire. So, but to see if that, that keeps up. It looks like Carson enjoyed throwing it to him. So, uh, something to look out for there. So, For sure. Yeah. Uh, and then tight ends to finish up. Neil, what are your thoughts on uh, the tight end position? Um, yeah, I mean, you're good. So, you know, Mark Andrews. <laughs> Kelsey, uh, Noah Font had a nice week. Uh, Hunter Henry catches another touchdown. Uh, I was telling Tom Travis earlier. I don't. I don't know how much Hunter Henry is going to continue uh, the success uh, of catching touchdowns, but uh, it is good to see that he is uh, getting uh, his fair share, like in the uh, red zone and stuff. So we'll see on him. I have to monitor that. Uh, some bads. Hawkinson has another tough week. Um, especially when you think that he might be the only guy to throw to on the Lions. But maybe uh, because of that, everyone's looking at him, you know, and it's not leaving him a lot did Hawkinson, of uh, opportunities. I thought, he had a, I thought he had a good week this week. Oh, did he? Oh, man. Am I I, wrong I, here? I, I no. might be wrong. Give I me gotta, one I second. Up, Let me I, I'm look right now. I think Hawkinson had... Right oh, 15. Okay, yeah, he, yeah, he led. Okay, yeah, 15. I guess... My expectation for Hawkinson's are, are, are almost like yeah. to the roof sometimes. Like, yeah, if you look at well, look at the last three weeks before this: three yeah. points, eight points, four points, fifteen. The first two weeks he had twenty-five and twenty. So, uh, fifteen, yeah, you'll take that, I guess, maybe from a, a tight end. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just I just want more from him, I guess. But uh, uh, you know, Dawson Knox, you know, not as great as a week as he had the last two weeks. Uh, Darren Waller, I think he only had like ten points. I think again. I want more from Waller. Uh, and then Janu Smith, um, the guy that I just don't love at all. You know, he just doesn't – he's not getting targets, just doesn't really look like he's fitting in that offensive scheme at all. Or I don't know. I just don't love him at all uh, in New England. So that's tough. Um, Zach Ertz, I know Travis probably want to hit on this, but uh, he got traded to the Cardinals. Uh, so that ups to me his value. Uh there's a lot of talent on the Cardinals, so how much value will that be? We don't know. Uh, so I know Travis is trying to sell high right now. Uh, certainly you could do that uh, if you're trying to get something out of it, maybe somewhere else. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, Logan Thomas is out. He had a nice day. Uh, don't know if that keeps up. Don't love him, but uh, something to look out for. And Mike Kosicki, he led the team in uh, yards. Uh, and I know Travis uh, just got him, so... Uh, I think him and Tua, he, Tua loves Gesicki uh, just, just as much as he loves Waddle. I think he loves Gesicki, and Gesicki loves him. So uh, I, I do like Gesicki moving forward. So Yeah, I got my Miami guys uh, hopefully doing some, <laughs> some good things here for me in the future. I don't know. I got Gesicki start. I know. I think I'm playing, you know, I think I'm playing your mom this week. Yeah, in yeah. our no punt league. So I got some decisions to make, and I'll ask you your opinions, and we'll see if your opinions can help me uh, help me beat your mom. Your mom. This, this and the, I know my mom's gonna ask me her opinion, so you know whoever I'm, whoever loses, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. I agree, Zach Ertz. I think he does upgrade. Uh, don't know exactly what that's gonna look like yet, um, but your your other guys did well. Fant finally had a good day. Might keep up for him, maybe Pat Fryermuth for Pittsburgh. Yep. Um, 
I think if he's available, I think you might take a flyer on him. Um, he looked pretty good with Pittsburgh. He's a young rookie tight end. So who knows, depending on the depth of your league, take a look at him because Pat Fryermuth is a good, solid uh, rookie tight end right now. And Dawson Knox finally had a, a little bit of a down week after some of his monster performances. But yeah, tight ends are tight ends and tight ends mm-hmm. can be tough. <laughs> so Yeah, I miss, I miss George Kittle, man. I do too. Throw I, that I, out there. I always Kittle. like Kittle and you know he's, he's been yeah. hurt all year and it's been tough. It just doesn't feel the Not same without George yeah. Kittle. I do like I think I had George Kittle and I traded him to you and then you uh, had I traded him. you traded him away. <laughs> you know, I I I had I've had so many people that I've liked in this league and oh, if I I don't know if your mom's listening to this episode, but uh, <laughs> she, she took over for my dad's team or my dad who was owning that team and I think as of like two years ago, your uh, your team used to have Derrick Henry on it, but I, I was able to get Derrick Henry a trade before he started absolutely tearing it up. Which that's, that's <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's tough. But <laughs> yeah, I know it's like I think I think I had DJ Moore at one point. I know you had DJ Moore at one point. No, my mom had yeah. DJ Moore. I had Adam Thielen at one point. I know you had Adam yeah. Thielen at one point. No, my mom. So yeah. a lot of trades, a lot of people yeah. we've been through, and even I Julio. I, mean, I, I think me and you traded Ty Hilton. Hilton back and forth tons of times. Julio, George yeah. Kittle, uh, yeah, you name yeah. it. So yeah. <laughs> I want DJ. I want D. I'm just gonna put it out there for everyone <laughs> to hear. DJ, he's one of my favorite receivers. So I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get him. I'm trying, I'm trying to get Sometimes him. Sometimes Travis gets so biased when it comes to fantasy. Like he's got Waddle, Gesicki. He wants a DJ, you know. He's got Lamar. He loves Lamar, you know. I um, do. You know, I don't. I don't yeah. know who else. You know, I know you want CD Lamb. So <laughs> yeah, I, I want DJ more more than CD. Although I mean, CD's definitely oh, better right. than DJ. But I, uh, I, I am a little biased sometimes. But I'm still, I still finish well. <laughs> so I still do, I still do well. <laughs> so that I'm is not true. Completely it, biased. No. <laughs> I, I always have this rule. Uh, Every year I have this rule. I'm like no Buccaneers players, no no Patriot players, and I've stuck by that very well, except this year I have Leonard Fournette and Gronk uh, this year, but I I will say I don't know I'll, if, I've, if I have ever had a team with Tom Brady on it, and that's just wow. because I have this thing where I just, I feel like if I'm playing Tom Brady in fantasy football, <laughs> like I, my fantasy football teams are usually just that bad. It means he's going to play bad. And I just I can't have the double pressure of cheering for Tom Brady, uh, not only funny. in the game but in fantasy. So that's eh, just something I don't know. So that's funny, man. We could <laughs> we could talk football all day long, uh, but let's let's close this episode up here. Uh, real fun episode, lots of fun things to talk about. Any last closing thoughts here, Neil? No, no, I mean, I'm just loving football, man. Football season is yeah. the best, and. Uh, I hate that it's flying by. I think we're almost like we're getting close to almost being halfway through it. So uh, slow down, slow down. But yet, yeah, no, I'm ready to ready to keep going. So yeah, super. And for those of you that care, NBA season started last night with our first two games of the season. So let's go, NBA season's here. We probably won't talk about that a ton, but eh, for those of you that care, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. The NBA too. season coming up. For so sure. yeah, go Timberwolves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go Mavericks. Luca. Uh, I hope Luca can get MVP. Man, I'll be just that'd be pretty cool. Here. So yeah. All right, you're hearing it. You're hearing it here. Anthony Edwards MVP. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> listen, listen, listen to the sound of this. Tom Brady, NFL MVP. Luka Doncic, NBA MVP. You know, look at that. I mean, my my guys are just killing. It, you know what I'm saying? That's, 
That's good for you. <laughs> That's good for you. But all right. Hey, thanks. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you have a great week. Thanks for jumping in once again. Uh, we will be back on Saturday to discuss the week seven games. Hope to see you there. See you.